0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Alright, well welcome back everyone to the podcast. Today I have a relatively new friend of a few months. Uh, We met on Instagram and he's from Oklahoma currently, but just updated me that he is moving, so I'll let him tell about that. Yeah, so I'm just excited to have this friend of mine here on the podcast. We're talking all about prayer today. Um, It is a subject that can be a little tough sometimes to talk through. Um, Some people are quite scared of praying because it it can seem just really lonely or like, what do you do? What do you do to talk to the Holy God? Um, And so I'm really excited to talk about this today, but First of all, I'm going to let my friend introduce himself. So, welcome to the podcast, Dalton.
1: Yeah, thanks, Kayla. It's an honor for me to jump on with you today. So, as you said, I am from Oklahoma, born and raised, uh, but recently have really felt a strong calling to uh, to move to Oregon uh, to do some pastoral work down there. Um, the the church has been super um, just initiatory and taking a lot of initiative to to pursue me, um, in my church back home has sent me well. Um, so I'm in the process of, uh, of making that shift and which means that, you know, I can barely get around my house for all the moving (laughs) boxes, all of, all of the craziness that goes into that. Um, one thing I've learned in the, in the process of that though, is that you, I don't think you, you really come to appreciate how deeply the church is about relationship until you're moving, Mm. uh, whether you're going to or from a community. And I've seen that on both ends, which has been a huge blessing being able to be received by this new community and be sent by the community that I've been a part of for seven years now. So uh, it's been a really beautiful journey. It's been hard. There's both grief and gratitude in that as a young single guy, 20, I'm 29, uh, moving across the country, but it's, it's been really beautiful. So
0: Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. I I love that, that you mentioned that, like you never really know the relationships you do have until you do move. And I've had several friends that I've been very close to me, whether in the church or various ministry groups or, you know, just your neighbors even, and even those people who have moved on, you're like, wow, we really did have a close relationship. So it really does open your eyes when that does happen. So it's exciting time though. Very, very excited for what the Lord is going to do in you next. It's awesome. Um, But I would love for you to kind of just tell a little bit of, maybe even expound on what you've already shared, but Um, A little bit of just what God has been teaching you lately in this season.
1: Yeah, I think, I think specifically, and for me, um, deeper trust. I think more often than not, whether we're in a season of transition, like I am, or whatever we're going through, um, God is after our trust
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and intimacy and relationship. You know, we're talking about prayer prayers about intimacy um so just a deeper invitation of um yeah just walking closer with him having to rely on the the leading of the spirit you know paul talks about keeping in step with the spirit and so really putting putting um, action behind that in in making transitions and i want to be able to live in a way where god has to show up And, uh, definitely moving into a season where that's going to need to be the case. And so the, I'd say the overarching lesson that I feel like I'm learning on a deeper level is just being able to trust that his heart for me is good and his intentions for me are, are for my good.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That, uh, that is something I feel like can even go into what we're going to be talking about today with prayer. Because, and I'm sure you'll you'll talk about this too, but when we have deep conversations with someone, typically you're not going to just pour out your heart before someone that you don't really know. Um, I know there are people, and I am actually one of them, that will be like, okay, well here's my whole life story, you know, even if I don't know you. But typically I would say the normal person is not just going to spill out their, their guts before you, you know. Um, and it's the thing with God is like, if we don't really know his heart and his character, it's going to be harder to come before him and be like, Lord, I'm struggling with this one thing, or I want to trust you as you were talking about with trust. Like I want to just live this wholehearted, just abandonment to you and just follow you where you want me to lead. It's going to be hard to do those things if you don't know your father and you don't know who you're talking to. And so I just, yeah, I love that God's been teaching you that lately. And I love that this is going to be our conversation too today. Um, and so, yeah, thank you for sharing that first of all. And, um, yeah, let's let's dive in. I'm excited about this conversation talking about prayer. So, I want to ask you, what, in your opinion, and according to the scriptures too, is the purpose of prayer?
1: I don't, I don't know who, uh, I don't know who the painting is originally by, but maybe some of the your listeners are familiar with it. There's a painting of the Trinity, uh, kind of the Father, Son, and Spirit, around a table, and there's a meal prepared. Um, but if you, if you look at the painting there, there's a fourth place, uh, kind of in the, in the forefront of the painting, but it's empty. Mm -hmm. And I think prayer is our invitation to take that fourth seat and to commune with God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. Um, I think prayer is, is about presence and nearness. Um, and it's just talking, it's just a conversation with God um about about whatever i know obviously you know jesus lays out in the lord's prayer kind of a um a a formula format type thing um kind of a template that um yeah just to that can help us but the goal is to get not past that prayer necessarily but to make it our own Mm -hmm. in the intricacies of our own life and what does you know what does daily bread look like for me today what does, you know, the kingdom coming and God's will being done in my life today, what does that look like? And so putting putting our own stories into that template that, that Jesus gives us uh, in the Lord's Prayer, um, I think that's the purpose, is, is intimacy and communion and relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing to add. I would agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, like I said already, like that really is— the purpose of prayer is, yeah, like to just have that intimate time with the Lord. And, and by doing that, you need to know the character of our father, too. Um, and it's just a special way that we can just sit before God and to just share our hearts and to hear his heart. And it's just such an honor to be his kid and to be able to have a conversation with the God of the universe. You know, like that, it, it still blows my mind that we even have that ability. So, yeah, no, I, I love I love what you shared with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, a lot of people have shared with me and I've, I've been guilty of this and would love to hear too, you know, if you've struggled ever with this, but, um, sometimes it is hard to pray. And I know a lot of people have shared with me or like I said, even myself with my own struggles of, you know, it's hard to sometimes pray to God because I've either heard people say that he's just this big God up there doing his thing. And, you know, he's too busy for us. Or you've had a lot of hurt, you know, you've, you've lost a loved one or there've been people who have really hurt you in the past. And you're like, why, why even pray to God? Like he doesn't even care about me, you know, or, or the typical response of like, you know, God didn't heal my grandma from cancer or something, you know, so why should I bring my burdens before him? Um, or there's the whole thing of, you just feel like you are praying to the air and it's like, well, I know there's a God, but I'm not hearing him speak back to me. So obviously there's many reasons um, why we don't pray. But what do you think is like the root for why, why Christians struggle with praying?
1: It's a great question. I think the most important thing, the most important discovery you can, you can make as a believer is the Father's love for you. In his nearness paul says in uh, philippians 4 5 through 7 he says the lord is near and nothing be anxious but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and your thoughts in christ jesus and i think one of the main reasons that i myself in the past um, and even in present ways I have struggled with buying that passage, you know, be anxious for nothing, you know, let your request be made known to God, experience peace, Um, is that we don't, we don't buy the first part, right? We don't buy that the Lord is near. Mm -hmm. And I think often what robs our prayer, our, our prayers of power is that this worry that, God, however near or far he may be on a Tuesday morning, uh, can't be trusted because of the things that I've experienced personally, or that I've seen other people walk through and that I'm on my own. And, and that can affect how we approach God in prayer. So a question that I often ask people who are struggling with prayer, even as a pastoral counselor, would be when you pray. What is God's expression in your mind? What's His mood? Because that's going to play a huge role. You know, prayer's learned through discovery, right? And so, if I picture God as you said, of this kind of indifferent old man in the sky with a big white beard and a you know thunderbolt waiting to strike me when I mess up, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna approach that type of god i think and i think we fear silence as well so what happens when i strip away the the music or the noise of whatever my particular expression is and it's just me and god right it's it's the risk of facing a god that we can sing to and we can talk about and we can learn about but i think prayer and the reason that we fear it is because it puts us face to face with this God that maybe not all of us, but a part of us is saying, what if he doesn't say anything? Mm-hmm. Right? What if I'm on my own? I, I love what Dallas Willard said. He says, silence strips us like nothing else does. And in that quiet, what if it turns out that there's very little between us and God? Right. We can we can go to church on Sunday and we can be a part of Christian community and all of those things are beautiful and we should do those things, but in the silence and solitude of the moment, we're really faced with this reality that man, what if what if I don't do it right or if what if I do it wrong, which we'll get to in a second, but I think our bigger fear is what if God disappoints me hmm. by his by either saying something I don't want him to say or not saying anything at all. And I think, I think the, one of the last reasons that I'll say is that I think we, we struggle with prayer because we fear doing it wrong. You know, I grew up in a particular tradition where the professionals, right, used a lot of words that nobody else was using in normal conversations. Uh, and I think, so we listen to everyone else's prayers. And we feel inadequate. And so we think, well, one day when I master the formula or, you know, I get the right amount of prayers prayed or the right amount of people praying in a certain way, then I'll really start to have a a robust prayer life. And uh, I think Richard, I think it's Richard Foster that said um, the best way to start praying is just to continually show up. And I've certainly found that to be true of, of times where I don't know what to pray, um, just showing up with that and being, God, I need you to to lead, and that and that can look like, um, borrowing prayers from other people. There's tons of devotional prayer books out there to get you started, but I think the goal is to get to where it's an ongoing conversation between you and God.
0: Yeah, with um, this isn't one of the questions I sent you, but with the whole disappointment deal? Because I've heard a lot of people talk about that too, of, you know, yeah, bringing these things before God and Him not answering, and then there is that disappointment. How would you advise people to still continue coming before God and continue to have that intimacy and not let that fear of disappointment stop you from coming to the Father?
1: So this is where we get into the tricky territory on the darker side of prayer that we we don't like to talk about which is unanswered prayer because that I think that flies two questions up immediately really close to our faces and our reality of what we're going through is well God either isn't powerful enough to fix what I'm going through or a worse diagnosis of the situation could be well he's not loving enough And so I know for me personally, I don't have answers for, um, somebody that I, you know, people that in the, in the past that I have trusted who betrayed out of nowhere, I don't have answers for that. I don't have an answer for a person who was very close to me who last year over Thanksgiving at 32 passed away from cancer. And we prayed hard and hot, wet tears of intercession on her behalf. And people had visions of God restoring her and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think a few things that I would say just from my own experience in walking, walking those trails of, of unanswered prayer, um, in those moments maintain relationship because the, the most damaging thing that suffering or unanswered prayer, regardless what it does to a person on a mental level and an emotional level is the, the opportunity um, or the potential is a better word of what it can do to your relationship with God, right? Because if the enemy can get at that, then, then it's a non-starter. And so maintain relationship, go back to what made you fall in love with Jesus in the first place, whether that's a certain worship song or being outside. Um, And then we're really in, especially in modern Western Christianity, we're real acquainted with, you know, the, the sovereignty of God and all of those things. But I think in, in the field of unanswered prayer, You get to know Jesus as the man of sorrows. Mm. Um, And I think in those moments, you know him at a deeper level that you wouldn't have gotten to know him otherwise. Again, I've had times in my life where God has felt more like a place of pain than a place of comfort. And I've been forced to wrestle with that. But I think in the wrestling, uh, you, you come out, you come out better at, in the end and i think in those moments because it's those aren't those aren't light things you you get to you don't ask those questions normally if uh you know if your christian life is a boulevard of, of green lights um usually something's happened and i think another important thing that i would say to anybody who's who's on here and you're going through something is Learn to give that thing, whatever it is, whether it be a circumstance or something that's happened or you feel like isn't happening. Um, give it to Jesus aggressively. Right. Knowing that he weeps with you. Um, and you have to be willing to be OK with some mystery. Uh, we have much less control than we even think we do. Control is, is is an illusion and i think you have to you have to be able to release that um another another category that i would touch under unanswered prayer is in spiritual warfare that's not a biblical term uh, but you have to understand that we have an enemy there is an evil that is contesting against god's will and that means that terrible things happen you know Jesus Jesus prays teaches us to pray your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and this could be a whole other podcast which we won't get into but if I'm reading Jesus right and I could be way off base it seems to me that he's assuming and asking us to pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven that his will isn't always. Is done right and so we know things that are mass genocide and abortion and all of these things but we know those things aren't the will of god but i think we live in a broken world and again we have an enemy and there's contest contesting going on which is why our prayers matter i think that actually gives fuel to our prayers um and then lastly i would say in the realm of unanswered prayer be, be open to formation. Um, there's a writer, spiritual writer by the name of Ronald Rolheiser. And he says, what you don't transform, you transmit. And I've certainly seen that play out in my own life. Um, you have to reach a point in the process of grief, where you make the decision. This is either going to continue to diminish me or I'm going to grow. Right. And so it's the butterfly that's trying to come out of its chrysalis. Right. You have to, the butterfly has to work really hard to get out of that. Um, and everybody grieves in different ways. And so that is by no means a formula. You know, it's it grief and unanswered prayer and wrestling with that is not a linear process. But I think if you're, if you maintain relationship, if you give it to Jesus, if you realize you have an enemy and you're open to how God may want to form you and redeem this, you know, Joseph telling his brothers at the end of Genesis, you intended this for evil, but God intended it for good. I think keeping your eyes open to, to how God is going to redeem that Mm -hmm. is, is helpful. And that takes time to, to get to that point. Paul says in Romans like all things work together for the good of those who love God he doesn't say that all things are good and so if I'm in the kitchen making cookies or something and I you know I have one ingredient you know whether it be flour or something that by itself is not going to taste very good but when I'm able to mix it in with the rest of my life um, it can It has the potential to, to make something beautiful if I'm, if I'm open to see it.
0: Hmm. Wow. That was really, really profound. And I think really just raw and honest, and I think a lot of Christianity we've come across now as this performance type deal of, you know, okay, well, if life sucks for you right now, or you're struggling or whatever, it's okay. God's still good. And what I'm hearing from what you're sharing is is take that pain and and still bring that before the Lord. Don't let that stop you from, from that intimacy with God. You know, and even Paul talks about the thorn of his flesh. And, you know, David, how many times he came before God and was crying out before God, why have you forsaken me, all these things. And so I think a lot of us Christians really do need to be more honest with each other and be like, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this. Or, hey, I'm I'm even struggling with coming before God because of what has happened in my life. To also remember God and to remember His character and and to remember that He really does care and that He is loving. But also not to just put your pain and what you're struggling with off to the side and just saying, well, it's okay because God is good. You know, there's there's that balance of being honest before the Lord and with others um, and not just stuffing everything as well as not letting that stop you from coming before God and and knowing his character. So, yeah, I just, I appreciate your honesty and sharing those just profound wisdom. Um, Yeah, it's a a hard thing for sure for people to go through. Um, But I, I think you really hit on it. It's just like keep up with it, you know, keep going and yeah, just keep, Keep coming to the Lord. Honestly, <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I think an inv- invitation that I would offer is, um, is is something that a mentor said to me once when I was going through a particularly hard season. He asked me the question of what what parts of your life are you afraid to look at in God's presence? Because you're right. I think we we and especially in the West, cultural Christianity we're really good about um like the willpower approach to prayer like try hard give god everything perform well spiritually and and putting effort into your relationship with god is a good thing but sometimes that approach can end up backfiring um and so i think the best approach to to prayer is the relational approach right um Todd Hall, he's a writer. He has a book called The Connected Life, and he's he has a line in there where he says, we are loved into loving. Mm. And so I think just realizing that God desires connection and putting ourselves kind of under the waterfall of that, uh, especially in times when we feel like we're going through the ringer, um, is crucial. And it's 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 very important. Um, because that's where God often does the deep work is in things that we would not have signed up for. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's all an invitation to, to connection.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's so good. Well, our time is coming to a close, um, soon, but I would love before we do end this, um, for you to just explain more of like in your, your eyes or how you advise people, like how should prayer look like, um, break that down for people to kind of, you know, help them out if they are struggling with, okay, what does prayer look like? Where do I start? You know, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll give a couple resources. Uh, Pete Gregg, he's the founder of the 24 seven prayer movement in the UK. He has some great books, on prayer books like how to pray a simple guide for normal people um there's a prayer app called the inner room which is helpful um and then just my my closing thoughts uh personally would be i think that the the atheism i use that intentionally i think the atheism that i see in most christians lives is that they'll devote themselves to pretty much anything but prayer Hmm whether that's mission or worship or all those things. And all those things are beautiful, but all of those things are the outflow and the overflow of prayer and intimacy with God. And Eugene Peterson says the, something to the effect of prayer helps us get the gospel lived. And I would say more that more than anything that prayer helps us see who we are as a, Child of God, fixed in the gaze of his love, Um, and out of that comes relationship, you know, um, daily, moment by moment, uh, moment by moment relationship. And I think that's what that's what God is after. He's God's after our hearts, and anything we do externally in the Christian life, whether it be mission or service or you know, whatever we feel like God is calling us to it, it the place that that has to be birthed out of is, is intimacy. and so pray as you can and realize that it's a conversation and um, know that you're loved, that God loves you and and I think if you can if you can start in prayer and have that be the emotional floor that you stand on of I'm a child of the Most High God. And he wants my presence more than he needs my presence, which I would rather be wanted any day of the week. Um, Because you're, you are, you're irreplaceable to him and you bear, uh, you bear his image in ways that nobody else does. And I think when that, when that is your motivation for prayer, knowing you're loved, I feel like it just becomes, becomes easier to navigate the terrain especially when it's
0: hard. Yeah. I think that's a that's a big one to remember is knowing that you're loved and not just the fact of Jesus died for me on the cross. You know, a lot of just words we can just say to ourselves, but actually believe that and walk into that, press into that. Um, it Yeah, it, it transforms the way you think. It transforms the way that you see God, transforms the way you see yourself, the way you see others, um and this this ability to just be able to come into God's presence and be like, Wow, you love me. You want to spend time with me and I want yeah. to spend time with you, you know? And then I believe it it helps it not to become a checkbox item. Um and so yeah, I Dalton, I just I love everything you shared. Um love your heart for the Lord. You're doing really great things for the kingdom and um I just appreciate that you came on here to share about prayer and um to just share Even your own thoughts of, you know, times you've struggled with prayer, having that intimacy with Christ um, and just being vulnerable and real and uh, reminding people that they're not the only ones who may be struggling with it, but to keep pressing forward and to keep, you know, pressing into the Lord. Um, So I would love for you to share where people can find you. And I know that always sounds creepy, like stalker mode, but (laughs) um, yeah, social medias, plug, plug, plug. Let's hear it. Where can people find you?
1: Thank you, Kayla. It's been such a joy to get to, to talk about prayer with you, and uh, I hope it blesses the people that that tune in. Uh, social media wise, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's D Olive ninety three, so D O L I V E. The numbers ninety three. Um, would love to continue conversation. If I, you know, if I said something that you don't agree with, feel free to reach out. <laughs> uh, would love yeah. to have a conversation around it. Um, but yeah, you can you can find me on there. I'm pretty frequent, uh, pretty frequent on Instagram. So
0: it's very cool. Well, thanks again, Dalton. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, reach out to him guys. If there's something that, yeah, you disagreed with, or that was encouraging to you, reach out to him. He has awesome wisdom that I know he wants to share with others. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. And, uh, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast.